0: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
1: and fees may vary. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. The Buffalo Bills now circling the wagons a little closer to a playoff berth. It felt improbable after they dropped some pretty bad games the Patriots, the Denver Broncos, Jacksonville, Cincinnati and some others, but last night after the Dallas Cowboys find out that they had clinched a playoff berth, they no-showed this game in Buffalo. Dallas moves on. We'll get to them in a second because even though they got the playoff berth, it doesn't mean everything's great in Dallas, but meanwhile, Buffalo is going to make this playoff race in the AFC very, very interesting.
3: Oh, yeah. Buffalo's making it, Maggie. They, they're they definitely because the teams that they're competing against are all bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're all these eight and six AFC they, keep winning. To, they keep winning because they're playing other bad teams. Eventually, all these bad teams have to knock each other out. I mean, backup quarterbacks have a shelf life. It's four weeks usually. I, I can't imagine. Joe Flacco's been running around and making plays like he's 25 years old. This cannot last. Jake Browning, eventually someone's going to figure him out. It looked like they had him, Brian Flores had him figure it out on Saturday. The Colts, I don't even know where to begin with this. That's a team that you said you can't figure out how they win. The Texans with my guy Case Keenum. They have injuries everywhere. The the Bills are in great position because the rest of the AFC is falling apart.
1: Okay, they have to basically win out though. I mean, not basically, yeah, but they, they do going, have to win out. They and,
3: are going to win out.
1: And it's not like it's, uh, you know, not, no schedule is slam dunk. Uh, they would go to the Chargers on a short week uh, and then they have the Patriots at home and then they go to Miami week 18. And it's going to be interesting because I think the best way that the Bills really have a shot to make the playoffs is just to win the AFC East. Now you got to hope that Miami stubs their toe, whether that's going to be against Dallas, whether that's going to be against the Baltimore Ravens, but those are two much tougher teams to face than obviously what Buffalo has in the Chargers and the New England Patriots. So you're hoping, if you're a Bills fan, that Miami stubs the toe, and then you could beat Miami in the final game and hopefully that gets you in.
3: I don't see it that way at all. For that scenario to play out, that means teams like the Bengals, Browns, Colts, and Texans all have to basically run the table.
1: Okay, you and I see the Bengals very, di- very differently. And that's just one of the teams we see differently. I see the Bengals, and I understand that this is a bizarre year for them because they're 8-6. and six. We know there's no Burrow. We know Jamar Chase has been in and out of the lineup. But they are 0-4 against their own division. It is so weird. Yet here they are right now with the sixth seed if the playoffs started today. And I think Jake Browning is the type of quarterback that you can actually make a deep playoff run with. And you and I see this very different. I, I think Cincinnati is the scariest of, we're talking about the wild card teams, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Houston. If the, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. If it was um, Indy, yeah. pardon me, Cincy and.
3: Well, Buffalo, and, are you talking No, about? I'm talking
1: about if, you, if the playoffs ended today and the Browns, thank you. I think that Cincinnati is the scariest team to face.
3: I I think Cincinnati is not making the playoffs, and I don't think they're scary at all. I think the Buffalo Bills are by fifty miles the scariest wildcard team.
1: But or, they're not technically in right now. See, yeah, but that's they're the thing. going to
3: be in. They're going to be in. If you you know, New York Times has this playoff predictor uh, yes. that is. They call the upshot. Yeah. And, and this is why
1: people don't like the New York times. Well, is the bills
3: because... are 71% and the Bengals are 35% to make the playoffs. It's just basic common sense. Look at the Bengals schedule and look at the bills schedule. The Bengals have to go to, I know they go to Kansas city and they play the Browns. Some, not everyone. Someone's got to lose these games. Maggie, the bills are in fine shape. As long as they beat Miami in week 18, get that, get business done. They're going to be in the playoffs either way, and they're going to be super dangerous. They and will be you dangerous. You have to get comfortable with that.
1: If they will be dangerous, if they get in, but I do want to give like a lot of props to these teams that have lost their quarterbacks and still continue to win.
3: They're beating bad teams, okay?
1: But they're they're winning, and so who cares? Like, well, yeah, because you're who not cares? going for style points when you're there with a backup quarterback. Yes,
3: but if you can beat Minnesota with Nick Mullins, that does not indicate that you're going to go into KC and beat Patrick Mahomes. I you Bailey might.
1: Zappy, if he had not thrown that terrible interception that he threw. What was that, the third quarter? I mean, it was just terrible. But they let New England hang around much longer than they should have yesterday. Yeah, because
3: their receivers are handing the ball off to the defense on a consistent (laughs) basis.
1: Well, I'm just saying it's not like if you're talking about the Bengals going to the Steelers where Mike Tomlin is on the hot seat maybe for the first time in his entire Steelers career, and that's That's real. That's because
3: you're saying that, and EJ said that. I do not think Mike Tomlin's on the hot seat. I do not endorse that take at all.
1: You know who else is saying it? Peter King. Ever heard of him?
3: I don't care. Football morning in America. You're telling me the Rooneys are gonna fire Mike Tomlin. I'm just saying the seat is hot
1: and the Steelers don't look like they want to play for Mike Tomlin right now, at least on the offense. Uh, the defense I don't want to talk about. The offense. Then they go so they go to the Steelers, that's a winnable game. You go to at Kansas City, you're telling me they have no shot?
3: I'm telling you, Cincinnati has two road games and then Cleveland in week eighteen. Yeah. And meanwhile, your Bills are going to play Easton Stick and I don't even know the coach's name, Jif something. (laughs)
1: Giff Smith, I think, is his name.
3: Yeah, come on.
1: You, G-I-F-F.
3: I, I will give you. And even Giffard? if the, the Bengals somehow get through this really hard schedule and get to playoffs, I'm sorry. there's They do not have Joe Burrow. They are not getting to the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm S- telling you that right now. And if I'm dead wrong, cut that sound. <laughs> there is no way Jake Browning is leading them to a Nick Foles-like Super Bowl run. It's just not happening, Maggie. I'm
1: telling you, he, Jamar Chase uh, was a little bit banged up, but it looks like he's going to be okay. And you're telling me that T. Higgins touchdown to tie the game eventually got sent to overtime. You're telling me that wasn't a thing of beauty.
3: They beat the Vikings, who had won the week before three to nothing. Okay. And they let Nick Mullins move the ball up and down the field. If Nick Mullins could take a snap there at the end, then the Vikings are gonna win that game. That to me was not a sign of strength, what we saw on Saturday. That was a sign of weakness for this team. This team is is average.
1: They won at Jacksonville. Then they beat the Colts. Then they beat the Vikings. Listen, you beat who's on your schedule. And we started this off talking about the Bills, so let's bring it full circle. If the Bills actually had taken care of business against teams that were worse than them and inferior, then they wouldn't be sitting here hoping and praying that things all break right for them or having to set up a must-win against Miami in Week 18. Meanwhile, here are the Bengals. I think they deserve props for you know Burrow goes down and look at what they're doing like they're keeping it afloat and had to come back on Saturday and I, did it in impressive fashion.
3: I agree. I give them props, but if I'm looking at the AFC playoff picture, I'm dead afraid of the Buffalo Bills. I do not want to see them. They're the, they're going to beat somebody that has a better record. I am not afraid of the Cincinnati Bengals. You're right, they're super tough and they probably can beat anybody, but you look at the Bills are have so much momentum and they are really they're winning in an impressive fashion. They have Josh Allen where the Bengals are hanging on.
1: They showed you a little something yesterday Buffalo did in that they finally look like a team that could win in cold weather. And I think the Dallas Cowboys had a lot to do with this because their defense basically olayed James Cook into a career day.
3: Yeah, they, the Cowboys did not want to be in that building.
1: Didn't want to be in the building. I don't know if they didn't care or what because they already clinched the playoff spot. I don't I would like I don't want to think the Dallas would phone in a game. But man, it just did not seem like they had any interest really in tackling um, yeah. James Cook. And it was a positive sign for Buffalo in that they've never won a game like that, as far as I remember, not in the Josh Allen era. Like, never. They've not, never,
3: blow, they blow out everybody.
1: No, where they've relied oh, on the, run run the game ball. Oh, okay, and okay. Where Josh Allen threw the ball nine times, like that, or nine completions. Like, mm-hmm. they just don't do that. Got it. And the fact that they were willing. To minute, just take what the Cowboys were giving them. Now, let's flip this to the Cowboys side of things. To me, the Cowboys are the team that needs to play at home. If this didn't prove it to you, then nothing will. Seven and zero at home, averaging forty points per game. They're three and four on the road. They average twenty two points. They have to at least try to knock off your Philadelphia Eagles and try to win the NFC East to get at least one home playoff game in Jerry World.
3: I think they win that first game anyway. It's going to be Tampa Bay or New Orleans if they're the five four. Yep. So, and then the problem is, it, I, I don't think it matters. You're going to either go to San Francisco in the second round or you're going to go to S- San Francisco in the conference title game. So, re, big picture, what's the difference?
1: Well. I would say for the Cowboys fans, they haven't gotten to the conference title game since the 90s. So let's get to the conference title game. I
3: don't think that's where this team's aspirations should be. This is a Super Bowl or bust team. If they make it to the conference title game and lose to San Francisco, you're still going to come walk away just as disappointed. That's not a step to me at all.
1: But I would rather have to play the 49ers in the third game of the playoffs than the second game because (laughs) look at what happened against your Philadelphia Eagles last year in the NFC Championship game. They were losing bodies left and right.
3: So your strategy is to hope for San Francisco injuries?
1: Listen. Yes. I, mean, as, <laughs> I like right it. Now, I'm not like, disagreeing. Uh, I, I actually, Listen, let me I'm knock compelling. on the I do not want the 49ers to be hurt at all. I think they're so fun to watch. I mean, they are great. They are so head and shoulders, I think, above the rest of the NFC. No disrespect to your Eagles. I think they're just better. And they look like a Super Bowl champ and, like, it's not even close. But if I'm talking about this from the Cowboys' perspective right now, you've got to get – uh, at least one home playoff game, guys. It's a stark.
3: Well, who cares if, well, if they have one playoff game and they win that game? What differences make?
1: Who that's cares? what I'm saying. But maybe they get two home games before they have to play the 49ers on the road.
3: I just I, I think that you're going to look at Mike McCarthy and you're going to look at Dak Prescott. It is Super Bowl or bust.
1: Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Now Rich is in Chicago. He believes the Dallas fade. Has begun, rich that sounds ominous how you doing, sir?
4: good i uh finally tracked you guys down in the morning Awesome. getting hold of you guys
1: welcome aboard uh, man good to hear from you
4: yeah hey look uh you you're on something that i've I've been espousing for about three weeks not on your show but around the country sure. and being a football guy myself the thing i I was looking at data that might surprise you. This Dallas you mentioned the three and four this year as a road team. Yep. How about this uh, this number? Because this isn't something new. In the last four years, and that's when Prescott was hot. The last four years, Dallas's road record when they leave Jerry's World is fifteen and thirteen. There are five hundred teams. They don't win on the road. Yep. This, I mean, they've got the worst road record for a dominant team. And probably the last twenty years of any close to being a playoff team.
3: But and wasn't it, time, Richard, did they fun. used to be the opposite, where they were they were really good on the road under yes. Jason Garrett at the end?
4: Yes, yes. And, and and you know, they're the point about the play the playoffs. They'll be lucky. And they, on top of that, you know, and I mentioned this last week before they played your Bills. By the way, I picked the Bills to win big. Thank you very much, and, and they and they did. Uh, Dallas on the road, I don't think it had anything to do with clinching the playoff. It's it's their whole curse about playing outdoors on the road against a decent team. They're 500 teams in the last four years. That's a trend. That's not an aberration.
1: No, Rich, I I think Dallas Cowboy fans are probably, you know, listening to this and slowly nodding their head in approval. I mean, they understand. And again, that's why I think it's so important that they need, like, they need these wins, and next week you're going to play a Miami team. Now, granted, uh, you're going to play that Miami team who is capable of running the ball. I mean, the Bills gave the yep. blueprint as if it wasn't already yep. out there yep. about how you beat the Dallas Cowboys team.
4: Well, on, on top of that, because I did touch on that, it, when they had four games left, I said they're, they're going to have a very difficult time. The only cupcake are the commanders. Yep. They've got to beat Miami in Miami, and how about this? Since Detroit kind of blew, blew their, their momentum, came back, obviously, this week. That's going to be a very hungry Detroit team in the last game at home in Jerry's world. They may need to, to win out, given their record in the NFC North. They'll win the division. But if they want more than one home game, right. that game's going to mean a lot to the Lions. Dallas could dump the Miami game and the Detroit game. Now, I- now we run the numbers. To see how far they go in the playoffs. They're going nowhere.
1: Rich, appreciate you weighing in, and thank you so much. Um, you know, the the Lions look inspired. I mean, they were down in the dumps. Oh, it was come Jared on. Goff had turned the ball over eight times in four games, and then they saw this Denver team coming who also had a bit of momentum, and they took them to school.
3: They, do, they looked inspired this weekend, but they're just like the Cowboys. I'm not buying into this Lions. I did buy it earlier in the season. Now, listen, they. do you think they have any chance of winning in San Francisco?
1: Uh, I'll tell not, you right now. Not, Jared not on grass outside. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's just, they're another good team like the Cowboys who has a w- limited window.
1: George is our pal in Los Angeles. Good morning, George. How are you?
4: Hey, good morning, Maggie and Perloff. And uh, Perloff, the Rams are moving up, my friend.
3: Oh, they're but terrifying, I love, George.
4: I would love to see the Rams go to Detroit. Can you imagine if goes back home? Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, that that'd would be, be very That's cool. really cool. Yeah.
1: That, and you that, know what? That could happen. I don't think the Rams win that game, though, George. I'm sorry. I love the Rams. I think it's a cool story. I love Cooper Cup healthy with another 100-yard receiving game. What is that, back-to-back 100-yard receiving yep. games for Cup? I, for some reason, I think Detroit would win that game, though. Maybe I'm wrong.
4: Well, do you realize that the Rams, since they're either 4 and one Stafford has 12 touchdown passes, one interception. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Nobody's talking good.
1: about him. They're good. They're, they've, they've done a lot. We're actually going to talk a little bit about co- our Coach of the Year candidates. We're going to do that coming up. And uh, spoiler, Sean McVay is on that list. Uh,
3: By the way, uh, I can... George, thank you so yeah. much,
1: sir. Great to hear from you.
3: Uh, put my Eagles fan hat on. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, the last three people I want to see in the playoffs. <laughs> Forget it. Give okay. me a young team. Give me anybody else but that team.
1: So if you if the Rams have to go to Detroit, you think the Rams are winning that game?
3: I'm that's a different matchup. I, I kind of like Detroit in that game, but I'm telling you the Rams are very dangerous. They're they're designed to beat the Eagles. Like that'd be a really hard cover for the Eagles defense.
1: Uh Hung is in Harrisburg. Good morning, Hung. How are you?
4: Good morning, good morning. Jordan stole my spot. Um, I want to talk about the Ram, too. Okay. If the Ram can beat the Buffalo last week, I think the Ram is legit because they can beat additive, even the 49ers. If you go back to the uh, last week, again, the Ravens, the Ram is had the lead in the fourth quarter. And the Ram, looked exactly the Super Bowl team two years ago, mine at Odell, but now they got two better than Odell. So, so, you don't want a grand play playoff because if the Rams off, they can they can run the table. They can beat any team, even the 49ers. You know, they're Hung. Very, very, looking very good team right now.
1: They're good. They're well coached, obviously. Hung, thank you for the phone call. Good to hear from you. So, Saints next week for the Rams. That's at home. Then they're at the New York Giants. Then finish out the year at the 49ers. Now, who knows if the 49ers are going to. They could probably rest everybody. I'm a. Uh, oh, maybe not.
3: Well, I think, I think a lot depends on if the Eagles win tonight against Seattle, then the, the Niners probably have to play out the season. That's compelling points. It is a very – what's different about the Super Bowl team? It's a little older. Matthew Stafford is definitely more injury-prone. But there are the bones there of a great team.
1: Well, we thought the offensive line was different. Remember, Wentworth retiring point. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they have, been, they have done well, and they're running the ball well. Kyron Williams had a good game, even though he had two fumbles in the game, and he still put up a lot of yards.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's hard to. The commanders have obviously given up on the season, so it's hard to determine that. But it's this healthy Cooper Cup is scary.
1: 855 CBS, 855 Coming up, we get back to college football as well. There was a lot of news over the weekend. Don't move. It's Maggie, it's Perloff, it's you, CBS Sports Radio.
3: You can stream the NFL and on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. All right, we do a lot of show bets. I am refusing to pay our most recent show bet. What are you talking about? I I understand. On a technicality I lost, I'll explain the bet.
1: Yeah, yeah. First, tell us what it is, because I can't keep track of all of our bets.
3: So, we did our picks last Friday. At the end, you said, I want to throw in another one.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Our side bet.
3: You wanted to make a side bet about whether the Chiefs would stick with wide receiver Kadarius Toney after his ill-fated offsides cost him the game the week before. And you said that they would throw to him... And he'd have more than one and a half catches, which yeah. was the Vegas over under. So technically, you won the bet.
1: Yes, yeah, but ju- <laughs> in reality,
3: in the spirit of the bet, you did not win the bet. He had two catches for five yards. <laughs> Wait a minute, two guys, ga- and he it's had a drop. A winner. They threw the ball a perfect pass, Mahomes as usual, maybe a touch behind that he bobbled straight into the hands of the defense again, costing the team. So, generally, understand technically you won this bet, but in spirit, if they have not given up on Kadarius Tony yet, they will now. I mean, they cannot keep putting this guy out there. No,
1: see, that's why I made this bet is because you thought they were going to give up with the, on him after he blew the Bills game. They for did. Them. He got two catches no. for five
3: yards. That is not exactly Marvin Harrison. Okay. I mean, he's not exactly a part News of the flash. offense. He's not Marvin Harrison. Okay, here's the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But here's the thing. He had two catches. But he had four targets. Oh, four targets. That's as many as Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the passing game. That's more than Justin Watson. It's more than Noah Gray. It was more than More Jared, than Noah Gray. More than Marquez-Scanling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going down here. He had basically, um, he had the third most targets on the, tied for the third most targets on the team behind Rasheed Rice and Kelsey. Of course it counts. The spirit of the bet is even bigger because he actually had four targets. He only just had two catches.
5: Look, the last time somebody didn't want to pay off a bet, I was wearing a Patriots jersey. Uh-huh. Off, you're paying this bet. Oh, yeah, that the way, me. Actually, did uh, I
1: sound like this when uh, I didn't want to pay off the bet? Yes,
5: it was just as corny as it sounds right now. Oh, <laughs> Tony
3: had a nice Apologies. nice 20-yard catch, but it was such an obvious pick by Rushie Rice. They took it back. They called the yeah. uh, offensive <laughs> pass interference. So you're right. He was still out there, but... I think... They can't quit can we Can we reset the bet? Like, they can't keep going to him after that interception in the fourth quarter. Which, by the way, was the second interception that was basically in the hands of a Chiefs receiver. I This story... One of the big storylines to me this year is that the Chiefs receiving core is ruining Patrick Mahomes' life. I mean, Patrick Mahomes to get up there after that game and be diplomatic... He is throwing to scrubs, Maggie, including Kadarius Tony.
1: Well, it looked like he was going to cry again on the sidelines. Did you guys see that? No, I
3: didn't. (laughs) There
1: wasn't something as obvious, like going after the officials or whatever, but he did look like he was going to cry. This one is interesting from Donald Jones, who's in our chat, which is youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio and twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. We love both of you equally. Donald Jones says, "Am I the only one tired of seeing Taylor Swift and Aaron Rodgers every Sunday on TV? I wish they would just both go away." You had Taylor Swift in Foxborough. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there
3: there were not that many shots of her. I saw a few, but it, not as many as Rodgers. Rodgers got more camera time to me.
1: Rodgers got a ton because he was mugging for the camera, <laughs> like just rolling his eyes and, oh, you know, like it, like it seemed like the when the play call came in, he was like disagreeing with it with his face. Yeah, okay. I
3: should know this because I work in sports. Was that Romo and Nance on the Jets Dolphins yeah, game? Yes. What a waste of a, Romo and Nance! I can't believe that. How did they? How did they let that Bills Cowboys game slip away from them? I know it was
1: a, Burkhardt and. Uh, yeah,
3: I mean. I've, I actually was – I was I'm, I was watching that game. I'm like, is that Jim Nance having to call this awful Wait, Dolphins-Jets game?
1: This is a little insidery, but we love broadcasters around here. How about Ian Eagle and Charles Davis on a 49er game? I'm like, this is cool. I love it. That was,
5: Wait. That was, that was, that was fire.
3: Because they, being they never get
1: NFC games usually. Yeah,
3: I mean, Niners-Cardinals, is that even a I'm game? I'm just
1: saying. It yeah. was cool. You know, a little uh, announcer roulette.
3: I, I'm so going over to EJ's camp, I can't believe it. The NFL is to the mediocre side, this year. The mediocrity.
1: How dare you? The, the fact that the NFL is mediocre is the only reason that my team has a shot at getting in the playoffs. <laughs> Marco Belletti is here. He's got headlines for us. Good morning.
0: Good morning, guys. Well, Week 15 in the NFL does end tonight in Seattle. you got the Seahawks hosting the Eagles. Seattle fighting for their playoff lives. Eagles looking to end that two-game skid and stay alive for a one-seed in the NFC and, of course, home field in the playoffs.
4: Focusing
2: on the now. You know, being, being in the present and um, embracing the opportunities we have. You know, this is, um, this is a special team. This is a special team. Um, and we have a special opportunity in front of us to, to do something uh, with the time we have together. So, so let's take advantage of it.
0: All right, Jalen Hurts, who was downgraded to questionable for this one with an illness.
1: Yeah, it's weird when illnesses go this way. Usually illnesses just we're so used to them getting better and better and better. He's getting worse.
0: What is the
3: illness? Can someone... Yeah, I, no. It's, I mean, is it COVID? Is it the I, flu? Is it just something... He traveled
0: got, with the team. So no, I, he traveled separately. Oh, it was separately. I, okay. He traveled separately, yes, yeah,
3: that's, yeah,
1: Something communicable.
3: Definitely. I, I was wondering if it's a flu. You got to get your flu shots there, Jalen. Come yeah, on. Yeah, there, there's the also ball.
0: that RSV that went around. I could put my hand up. I had that. that it, t- it took forever to get rid of. Really? So I don't know if that's... Something that he's dealing with, or who knows? Well, everything seems like it's up in the air and downgraded to questionable. Doesn't sound good.
3: Honestly, to be, I wouldn't mind if to have Jalen Hurts get a little rest. His knee has not been great, mm-hmm. so you know they did this last year. They kind of kept him out, but it's not ideal. The Eagles have a bunch of problems. The, uh, Marcus Mariota could beat the Seahawks. Though I'm going to say that right
0: now, he could
1: um,
0: gives him a a puncher's chance. And uh, we got to see if Geno Smith's playing too, because yeah, that we don't true. know until. Tonight, when Drew Locke or Geno Smith, game time decision for Smith with the groin.
1: Wow, lucky us.
0: I get, again, Mariota and EJ, EJ gets
3: another victory for the mediocre NFL season. If it's Mariota <laughs> versus Drew Locke. All right. There now, keep go. in
5: mind, the Eagles, too, they have called allowed... Me a, they called me a madman. Maybe the NFL should go
3: <laughs> to an Tom in-season Brady, tournament the when their quarterbacks are actually healthy in weeks three through five. <laughs> so in-season
5: tournament, the NFL be fire.
0: <laughs> oh. Everyone's
1: brain would be oh, banana mush, but sure.
5: That is true. I don't want that.
1: I think they already have enough games.
0: Eagle defense hasn't exactly been great. Allowed no. 42 points and 33 in the back-to-back losses to yep. the Niners and the Cowboys. And now, reportedly, defense coordinator Sean Desai stripped of play-calling duties. They're going to put him up in the coach's box. That. That's really a demotion. They Matt Patricia. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's not good. You know what? Don't stand here. Go up there. I don't want to see you.
1: It's weird. It's like the, he's the only one on the Jalen Hurts plane. It's
0: like, wait a minute. I'm healthy. <laughs> that work out? Like,
1: yeah. No, no, no. Go on the COVID plane.
0: So now the pencil comes back. Matt Patricia is now on the sidelines, reportedly going to call the place tonight. Eagles still 10-3, and three, still in first place, still have a chance to get the one seed, but back-to-back losses. Perloff, you're the Eagles fan. Yeah, well. Panic uh, move?
3: Uh, no, not at all. Sean decides called the worst games possible on defense. What I don't appreciate is my co-host, Maggie Gray. Why? Because when we were talking about it, I said Matt Patricia's taking over the play calling. Open laughter. As <laughs> if I had just told a joke. You go, pa, Matt Patricia. Well, I mean, better <laughs> off
1: that he's doing the defensive play calling than the offensive <laughs> play there calling. forte. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I just think this is what happened with the Eagles. Last year, you faced no quarterbacks, yeah. and you went all the way to the Super Bowl. And this year, you're facing every good quarterback, and you want to know what? That's different for a defense. So mm-hmm. welcome to the rest of the world and what everyone else has to deal
3: with. Well, listen, they lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson, huge loss. James Bradbury and Darius Slay got a year older, and they lost Javon Hargrave. You can't lose... All pros. I mean, that's the bottom line.
1: Well, they could have paid them, but they paid Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they
5: kind of celebrated getting Gardner Johnson out of there. Yeah, uh, kind of We miss him so hindsight. bad.
3: Yeah. Oh, man. So you can't. The main problem is they can't cover anybody in the slot or anywhere near the middle of the We've field. Noticed. They're about two <laughs> players short. So they traded for Kevin Byard. Turns out the Titans knew it was time to get rid of Kevin Byard. It's, uh, there's so many problems here. But I feel like a lot of good teams have the same defensive problems. There's, nobody has funny. a secondary.
1: You're talking about it's like and the Eagles have these problems, but but I think Mariota could beat the Seahawks. <laughs> but the Seahawks
3: are really Well, Jamal really Adams plays defense part. for the
5: Seahawks. I, I mean, not yes. put anything past that. Listen,
3: if you see Jamal Adams in coverage and you don't throw to him, then yeah. you should fire the offensive coordinator. <laughs> He's that guy, and don't come after me on Twitter, Jamal Adams, but that guy cannot cover <laughs> anybody. Well,
1: he only saves his ire for the Jets reporters' wives.
0: Well, I will say I wonder if Dick Sirianni was kind of foreshadowing this move a little bit cuz this got out earlier in the week.
2: We're pissed off that we haven't played and coached to our standard. Um and that's what you get when you have a bunch of competitive, highly, highly competitive people at the top of their field of their profession.
0: Uh, again, just the coaching part of it, it. It seems weird to me that we didn't know about this until yesterday.
1: Well, it's I, just funky. Th- yeah. I mean, I think Sirianni, I, I don't know if this is more than most or whatever, but it seems like a guy who really relies on his coordinators. Not that all head coaches don't, the coordinators are important, but Sirianni, I mean, especially last year. With between Steichen and Gannon, who was less popular, but Steichen was super popular? I mean,
3: mm-hmm. well, he basically I mean,
1: let them take over and do whatever they wanted, right? The
3: big change happened with Eagles when Sirianni gave over play-calling duties to Shane Steichen. Yeah, right. And now Shane Steichen's a Coach of the Year candidate. Yeah, that all makes sense. Gannon was a, not well-liked because he has a very bend-don't-break kind of defense. Philly people remember Buddy Ryan, and they want to just chase after the quarterback. Even
5: the great Jim Johnson.
3: And Jim Johnson, right. the, uh, who's amazing – I think I uh, I have an Eagles text read. And everyone said, finally, there's going to be a defensive coordinator who will unleashes Jalen Carter on the world. Now, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know how you unleash a defensive tackle, but I do feel like Jalen Carter is a monster. I just hope he has energy right now. Was he in coverage a
0: lot this year? I feel like that's not...
3: No, but he... <laughs> he I can't believe how talented he is. He's like Aaron Donald. He can take over a game, I hope. There seems to be more more to do with this defense. There's stars on the defensive line. Why are they getting to the quarterback anymore? It's it little, doesn't seem like a mystery.
5: It's a little weird, though, Patricia being more of a 3-4 guy under the Belichick yeah. tree that he's not going to be coaching a wide nine kind of defense. It seems a little odd. Probably. But
3: th- nowadays, don't all the 3-4s and the 4-3s mingle? That and is true. True. Yeah.
0: Everything's a hybrid. Yeah. I mean, who's a nickel 90% of the time anyway? I mean, well, now, it's
3: it's a true. Yeah. now it's all this. Everybody, the safeties move back and you're going to have to chip down the field uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're getting two X's and O's here. Well, I mean, Jalen Hurts is throwing up on a private plane somewhere. We need that dude to play. I mean,
1: get this man an IV. Uh, RPC, I think, put this very well in the chat. Sirianni is a bag. Back to you, Marco. Uh,
0: wait, what? Oh,
3: yeah, people hate Sirianni. <laughs> All
0: right, a couple other notes. You guys talked about Kadarius Tony with the Chiefs. Uh, we know about the drop and it led to the interception. Uh, it also led to this. Patrick Holmes afterwards was visibly upset on the sidelines. Yes. I mean, more than we've seen usually this was Daryl Johnston who was calling the game for Fox. You know, you you just you're gonna—he's not gonna trust him anymore. He's just—it's coming down to a
4: critical situation, and that's where the ball has to go because he's open. But I don't trust him.
0: I'm losing trust. Now I don't want to reopen the bet, but then Andy Reid afterwards asked about that trust. Yeah, we'll
4: just we'll see how things go. I'm I'm not down on Tony. Um, he does some good things, man. So. We just got to keep. He's a young guy, Adam. So we're we're not
0: talking about somebody that uh, has been in this league a long time. Here's the one problem, though. Yeah,
1: make excuses.
0: Who else is left? Yeah, I know. Did... That's the issue. No, Who is? They
1: can't bench him.
0: I mean, they could. They could stop him from going out into the field much. They could use him as a decoy and just send him long and not give him the ball. But you you have to dress him because you don't have any more receivers. Yeah. That's the problem.
3: Yeah, and I think at a key moment he could be a very dangerous pump return. Remember right. the Super Bowl, right?
0: So he definitely
3: has some value. I don't know how you, you, just, you stuff. just don't want him running exactly. You don't want him running routes. Yeah.
1: Listen, I still think the Chiefs we're going to hear from the Chiefs again. Like, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the again, they let the Patriots hang around in that game, and the Patriots no, are not s- good.
3: Something deeply broken about the Chiefs. I mean, it's not even it's no mystery. It's Justin yeah. Watson causing dropping a ball. It's it's first of all, Kelsey. I hate to say it. There's some rumors out there that he got old all of a sudden. And last night against the Patriots, there were a couple plays that he didn't make. I don't know. I, I agree. I'm Lane worried Taylor. about them. That being <laughs> said, Maggie, I mean, Bills say they do get to the playoffs yeah. and make the championship game. You're not nervous about Patrick Mahomes? Always.
1: Nah, I mean. Everyone should <laughs> be.
5: Chiefs got arrogant not going out there wide receiver. Big time. Of more credentials in the offseason. Like they said, we got Kelsey, we got Mahomes, we'll be fine. And it's starting to pay pay off in a negative way for them. You just they could have afforded uh, DeAndre. They could have Absolutely. done uh yeah. I mean, listen, they would have had to kick the
3: kick the salary cap can down the road, but they should have. I agree, EJ. They were overconfident after last year. I mean, yeah, they won the Super Bowl. But. Yeah,
1: yeah, without tight rekill. kill I think there was an underreported story, too, about Patrick Mahomes redoing his contract again. And it was it, it's it was very team friendly, and it's still team friendly, but it's not the uber team friendly. He got a bump after the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. it changed things a little bit. Not saying they couldn't have afforded DeAndre Hopkins, but that story went really underreported. Well, but it's also
3: they had to remember they had to sort of cheap out on the offensive line too, so they brought in Jawan Taylor, the penalty machine, and they and didn't Donovan pay Chris Smith. Jones. I right. mean, yeah. They,
1: this is this is yeah. interesting. I
3: mean, they, well, you know what? If the Patriots did it and won six Super Bowls, we'd say it's brilliant cap management. It's still, you know, they're not out of it yet, so we'll see how this works.
0: Maybe the bloom off the rose a little bit on that whole Tommy DeVito story for the Giants. Yeah. Uh,
1: Tommy Cutlets got <laughs> yeah, sauteed the all, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never
0: saw the end zone and that lopsided loss. Now, we know the story of the local kid that still has the parents are, yada, yada, Cutlets. We, we know all that. There was a story that came out on Twitter from Darren Ravel. Now, DeVito, and more importantly, his agents, uh, Sean Stolato, who we saw yesterday.
1: The Italian uh, Stallion?
0: Yeah, looking like the Italian Leprechaun uh, with the <laughs> he green. He like Robin Hood. Yeah, I was a little confused by that with the sneakers with it, too. But, hey, who am I to do fashion? <laughs> All right, so apparently now, Stolato jacked up the price on an autograph signing at a local restaurant in New Jersey after the Monday night win over the Packers. Now, supposedly, he changed the fee for DeVito from 10000 to $20,000. The, the resta- appearance fee. The appearance fee. Now, the restaurant itself, uh, Caniglio's Pizzeria and Bakery, so I don't know how you're a pizzeria and a bakery, but sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm in. They say they're no longer going to have DeVito at the restaurant on Tuesday, which will be tomorrow, because small business can't afford the jacked-up price. Now, stilato came out said, nothing was agreed upon. They didn't change the price. <laughs> we didn't right. have an agreement yet. Problem is, there's a text chain that came out. Now, Caniglio's put out the... the Tentative agreement. Now, this is tentative, but this is the quote that they had on the text. Okay, please modify the agreement. I think the 30 minutes over is something that they're going to have to run by Tommy. A 60-40 split might work. Good on the two hours, 10K, 250, unquote. Now, the 250 is 250 autographs.
1: Okay, I was going to say.
0: Right. The two hours and the 10K. The restaurant owner is now claiming that he couldn't be reached after this. And then after Monday night's win came back and said 20,000 and they've declined. So I will say this. I don't know who knows yeah. right with this whole thing. But if there's one way to piss off a fan base <laughs> that yeah. loves the local kid, yeah. it's <laughs> go after a small local business and jack up prices <laughs> for autograph signing. So yeah. not only well, on the field for Tommy Cutlets, but the off the field stuff is really going to take a hit if this is legit.
1: Well, the other part is you don't get sacked seven times and then pull this BS. Like you That's score true. six points on the road against the saints and you snap the three-game, lose it, the winning streak, and now to pull it. I got to be honest, though. This feels like a move out of, like, the Tony
5: there you go. Soprano playbook. That's why I am That's why I, I kind of – I don't like it. You can't like small businesses being stiff, but it does kind of fit the
1: I'm narrative. Not, I'm not saying that the agent is a mobster. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying everyone, they play the Sopranos' music when he comes out. Everyone kind of loves that. And so this is something – this is a shakedown is what they call it. Uh, Marco, Was that mean? Should I have not gone there? No, no, no.
0: It's fine. I mean, hey, they're playing into it. I mean, you, you saw yeah. Tom DeVito Sr. with the, the sweatshirt that he had on yesterday in New Orleans. What did it say? The big, well, it didn't say anything. It just has the DeVito, uh, whatever oh. this is called.
1: Yeah, the passing pies on.
0: Yeah. That was just the front. And red, white, and green for oh. the Italian flag. No, no it's it's That's March what he's time. wearing. Yeah, no, no, no. They're, they're, <laughs> and again, you do what you got to do. But the problem is when you jack up the price after the win on Monday night, Now you get destroyed in New Orleans. Does the price come down? Do they go back?
1: Yeah, right. Who knows if this has got
0: any kind of legs. But it sounds like the local business is not going to let this go.
1: No, and they shouldn't. And this is the – see, this is the bummer, though, because I bet DeVito doesn't know anything about this.
0: He probably didn't even know he was going.
1: He might not even know he's going. I don't think he's the one who's like, what's the name of the pizzeria again?
0: Uh – Caniglio's.
1: He's not like you know those Caniglio's. Like uh, let's let's see if we can jack up the price. He so he's going to take the shrapnel when it has probably nothing to do with him. And that's a shame. That's. But also, it control your people. You well, know, they that's work the thing. for you. And
0: I get it. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, look, he's not making a lot of money. Obviously, right, this year. He's un, yeah, he's an undirected free agent. Now he's also not paying rent apparently because he lives at home. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, so maybe he doesn't need the extra ten grand. But maybe you should talk to your Everyone agent and say needs the extra ten. Well, grand. at some point you got to talk to your agent and be like, look, this stuff can't.
1: Right, you make it bad. We,
0: Yeah, this stuff kick it out. If I mean, all this—who's is he playing next week against? Yes. Eagles?
1: They said that he's playing. So he's starting. Tyrod Taylor yes. came in yesterday, but they did say uh, Dayball said it's he's going the rest of the way. Meanwhile, it Big looked w like he got a massive years. concussion yeah. yesterday, and uh, they let him play again.
0: Checked was, out. He did go into the yep, tent. He, he did, did go in the locker room. It was right before the half. He came back. They said he passed all concussion protocol. And Dayball said after the game, you know, he's healthy, he's good, and he's going to play.
1: It makes me want to go to this pizzeria slash bakery and just like support the local business. If Cutlets is going to, you know.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I love all that stuff. I just, I'm, I've never been to a pizzeria slash bakery.
1: I, I, I want to go to one. I'm
0: curious now. I don't know about it anybody else. Great, I probably.
1: mean, again, yeah, right? Competing smell.
5: Look, in the hood, we got a pizzeria slash Chinese food, pizzeria <laughs> slash Jamaican food. I've been like, to I've, that. I've seen it all.
0: I've been to a pizzeria slash Chinese restaurant. I've done that <laughs> where you get one half and the other and everybody's giving you a dirty look. But I've, I've never been, been to a pizzeria <laughs> that's a bakery.
1: <laughs> I've been to the other side, too, where it's like a Chinese buffet and somehow they have pizza on it as well. It's like this, oh, yes. this can work both directions here. What did we learn?
5: Don't <laughs> stiff small businesses.
1: There we go. And that's the important thing. Marco, thank you very much for bringing that v- incredibly important story to our attention.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's weird that the uh, Tommy DeVito story already fell apart. It's almost like backup <laughs> quarterbacks are good for two weeks and disappear no, but the thing again about DeVito... and again and
5: again. No,
1: but see, the, the thing no about other thing DeVito about... is that he could, if he played his cards right here, he's like a legend in this in the New York area. You could probably make a good living off of that maybe for the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, but the thing about DeVito was it's inevitable that he's going to get crushed when he faces some good teams
1: well he did get crushed yesterday and the yeah. Saints aren't even good
3: yeah I, I i totally understand but i do feel like all of America loves when a backup quarterback wins a game including me yep but you have to realize it doesn't last it never lasts so i I like that devito he had to go in and get that money now because that ain't going to be there in a year
1: 855 cbs 855 Want to let you know, coming up in the next hour, we're going to start our countdown of the top five best moments from the Maggie and Perloff show in the year 2023. So that's going to be next hour. Coming up, the one team. Oh, we've got our bowl preview.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: College football bowl season, guys. It's here. More NFL as well. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff. Today's Monday Night Football preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Philadelphia Eagles on the road to face the Seattle Seahawks. Eagles are a three-point favorite in this game, but the status of Jalen Hurts is still up in the air. He had yeah. to take a private plane, like fly away from the rest of the team because he's dealing with an undisclosed illness.
3: A lot of miscommunications in my world over the weekend. I kept saying Jalen Hurts is sick, and everyone's like, yeah, he's awesome. He's totally a sick <laughs> player. No, 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 he's sick. Uh, here's the one thing I've been monitoring all morning. Bad joke.
1: Wow. Yeah. You got to alert us before those things, before you just drop one of those on the show.
3: Geno Smith, according to Rap Sheet this morning, Ian Rapaport, I all that work, uphill battle to play tonight because of groin injury. Oh, boy. That'd be nice. I mean, Drew Locke's actually a pretty good backup. I think Drew Locke could beat the Eagles. I think Marcus Mariota could beat the Seahawks. I got to be honest, though, and I'm an Eagles fan. This is really shaping up to be a mediocre football game, and she's season a mediocre football games. You've convinced me it's EJ's fault, who's made me see that I'm on the dark side. I mean, if, <laughs> if it's a Mario to Drew Listen, Locke battle in prime time, okay. that is a disappointment.
1: Here's the thing. Can I say something about the EJ slash Tom Brady uh NFL's mediocre take? Yes. yes. Two goats. Yes. Yeah, two goats. Yes, you, Brady, same, same. A little convenient, to say it this year when we've got 15 backup quarterbacks I've been or saying whatever. this for three years. Okay. Can't we, say it about me. You've been saying it, but, like, you know, of course this year things look bad. We're down to, like, third-string quarterbacks on a lot of these teams, but that's not always the case. Oh, it okay. was last year and it was this year. But not it's not every year of our lives that we've seen all these backup quarterbacks in playoff races. Like, this is unique, guys.
3: But isn't it funny now that the Buffalo Bills are hot and look like they're making the playoffs and Maggie's back on board with the 2023 season? <laughs> <I'm Aspen's laughs> it weeks ago. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. Three weeks ago, you'd be like, yeah, this is uh, we're going to write off this season. Like, it's every every tax week reduction. we
5: come into a meeting and me and Perloff would say, I don't think the Bills are done yet. You're like, nope, done. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. season's over. Don't talk to me about the Bills anymore. And yet, here we are. Okay. Bills still Here's the
1: it. thing. Are you guys not entertained, though? Because you can say it's mediocre, but i tell you what. I'm riveted by the end of that Browns-Bears game. I'm riveted to see what's going to happen uh, at the end of the I Titans game. I shouldn't
5: have to sit through 58 minutes of garbage to then see a great Play at the end or drop Hail Mary, say, Oh, okay, that was fun. But I even if exactly 58 minutes of garbage. Is.
1: That's why you have the quad box and also a laptop. I watch it six games at once. But it's isn't amazing. it
5: even a
3: great play to see Joe Flacco fling it into the air and pray for something and then watch a bunch of Bears defenders trip on each other? This I was not high level football. I just
1: move out of a tackle yesterday and I, my jaw fell on the floor.
3: Uh, the, the amount of, and it's not just the quarterbacks, the Browns are playing like their third string unit against a Bears team that is desperately, I think they're. Back on the tank mode. I think they're looking at next year.
1: All right. Well, let's go to what you guys think is mediocre NFL quarterback to tonight's bowl game. Here's EJ.
5: Okay. So today features a matchup that may inspire intrigue on the hardwood for two bracket busters, but don't sleep on these football teams. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers take on the Old Dominion Monarchs in the famous Toastery Bowl at Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte, where there will be... Probably more people in attendance than yesterday's snooze fest between the Panthers and the Falcons. The Monarchs overcame a three-game losing streak in October to win their final two games of the season to make it to six and six. In their final game of the season, ODU came back. Uh, From a 21-0 deficit and scored a touchdown with time expired to beat Georgia State and become bowl eligible. Meanwhile, Western Kentucky, there are question marks at quarterback. Austin Reed threw for 31 touchdowns this year and was one of the best group of five quarterbacks in the country. But he is not expected to play today because he's opting out. But they will have star wide receiver Malachi Corley, who caught 11 touchdowns for the second time in a row this season. Uh, He led all of Conference USA in touchdowns. He's been mocked as high as the second round of this year's NFL draft. Now, he told the Bowling Green Daily News, quote, My brother and my trainer don't want me to play in this game. I feel like scouts, the people that are in charge of the bowls, they also feel like I don't I don't play in this game as well. They feel like I have nothing to prove. But for myself, I feel like I have everything to prove. That's the chip I carry myself carry for myself every single day. I feel like I have everything to prove to everybody. So, Ma'Kai Corley, my kind of guy, star wide receiver, this is a kickoff at 230 in Charlotte. Look out for those hilltoppers.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh,
5: I'm canceling all my plans. Do you know Malachi Corley's playing tonight, Maggie?
1: <laughs> I, I didn't know until now. <laughs> he
5: could be your next Eagles or Bills wide receiver drafted in the second round next year.
1: So here's the two things I took away from that. One, there's actually a stadium called Jerry Richardson Stadium. I thought we kind of removed him from everything. College
3: football, you have to do way worse than Jerry Richardson. Okay, to get so you out
1: can't of that just court. ask a woman if I can shave your legs. That doesn't get your name removed from the stadium or what the other creepy things that Jerry Richardson did.
5: I too was shocked by this, but yes, indeed. This is where apparently uh UNC Charlotte plays. All Nicole right. Richardson Field at Jerry Richardson Stadium.
1: Lucky them. Uh also I'm just on the website for Famous Toastery. I will take the House-made crab salad over a bed of lettuce uh, on two toasted New England rolls.
3: That's a rest. Ooh, that sounds delicious.
1: All-day lunch. By the way. And all-day breakfast.
3: Three Old Dominion players from the NBA. Kent Bazemore, Mark West, center for the Suns, mm-hmm. and Kenny Gattison.
5: Great women's program. They, 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 Back in the nineties, the Yeah, they, they were one of the best women's programs again. Two teams. College basketball, pretty yeah. good. College football. Give them a watch today. Let's see what they do.
1: Wait, I thought Taylor Heineke, isn't he Old Dominion? ODU.
3: Oh, uh, what's it?
1: Long proud history. And
3: who's the. Is Bailey Zappi, Western Kentucky?
1: 855 2124 CBS. We do the hurry up offense next.
2: T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours